0: Hermes drawn near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present Hermes, and thy supplant here. Welcome to
1: Third Eye Bind, episode 9, Tarot.
0: Thank you for supporting the show by subscribing, rating, and sharing. Please join us at patreon.com slash thirdeyebind. Hi, I'm Laura, and I'm Caitlin, and welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode nine, tarot, and other forms of divination.
1: Mm. Hmm. Okay. This is the most meta shit ever because you're about to pull a tarot card regarding tarot. I know. What? What could they card... possibly offer to <laughs> us? I'm what excited. What card are you gonna pick? Let's. We'll very exciting for me.
0: That's it? Yes, yes that was fast. Okay. Yes, it okay. What? I pulled the Knight of Wands. Oh. And I actually fucking love this because the wands are our connection to our psychic gifts. Mm, there's some crossover with the cups as well, right? But wands certainly are our clairsentient abilities, our ability to channel spirit, channel energy, and the night is in pursuit of the creative passions that come through the channel. And the night is on a journey. It's a process. They are learning as they go. And the tarot is one of those beautiful tools that you never, ever stop learning about, that you never, ever stop learning from. Every time I turn a tarot card, I learn something new about it. And I have facilitated thousands of tarot readings at this point for hundreds of different people and I've seen each of these 78 cards in so many different ways and every time it's it's new every time it's new and every time it is inspired and the wands really are connected to that energy of inspiration And the tarot is a really gorgeous tool for helping us discover the ways that we can channel that inspiration into creation. So I like, what's the song And in turn,
1: I created a deck from that creative energy into this tarot. And
0: I'm holding it in my hand right now. And what is the song? I think I know what it is, but. He's fighting and biting and riding on (laughs) his horse.
1: He's, He's going, going the distance. distance. <laughs> yes, cake. I love a little cake. The distance by Cake, mm. and that's
0: that's interesting a too good song because the tarot's been around since the 1400s and okay. continues.
1: I tried to find out
0: mm-hmm. the
1: origin of the tarot. Like I was like, let's do a little research because I am not an expert.
0: It's mysterious.
1: It is mysterious. Mm-hmm. I could not pinpoint one uh, concrete. Mm -hmm. starting point of the tarot. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, it was in the 1400s in Italy. Oh, it was in the 1700s for this king dude. Like... I was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And, and then I've, I know that it goes further back than that. I've
0: also read that it's connected to Chinese history as right, well. Yeah. Cartomancy there. Mm-hmm. And that might even predate, probably does predate any of the European cartomancy that we know of. Mm-hmm. But what I was what I was able to gather is one, it's fucking cool that it's mysterious. Yeah. And two The tarot as we currently know it, as we currently see it, seems to have come into existence in the 13 or 1400s in Italy. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a game called Tarocchi. And when that game migrated to France, that's when it became tarot. Hmm.
1: France. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. French
1: (laughs) (laughs) we fancy (laughs) um
0: so this game have you ever played it I've never played it as a game but I descend from a family of light crime and gambling and card playing. One does. <laughs> it was a big part of like our our family story. So I've always been very closely connected to the cards. Cards, mm. but I never played tarot as a game. I haven't either. Mm-mm. I mean, what would you do with the? Major I flipped arcana? over
1: a reverse card a few times.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> do you Oops. read reversals?
1: I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't feel like it needed to be reversed. Mm-hmm. And that might be... It's, honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't think it's meant to be reversed. And sometimes it feels like it's meant to be reversed. And I don't I know if that's right or not. But
0: I agree. Okay. Sometimes I flip them over and the spirits are like, no reversals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't
1: the rules this time. Yeah.
0: The rules always change, don't they?
1: Yeah. I, we're... Do you know where reading reversals even comes from, or is it just kind of a common sense thing? I don't
0: know, because when you're reading with playing cards, there are no reversals. There are no reversals. So, like, who invented that? And also, whose
1: perspective are you looking at the card from? Because if you pulled for me right Mm now, and it was upright my direction it would be reversed to you right so what does that mean
0: i personally placement
1: wise like logistically
0: i consider it um like the reader's viewpoint right
1: so it's not necessarily the the meaning of the card is reversed Mm -hmm. it's that it could be from my perspective
0: Mm -hmm. i think that like tarot cards have so much of like I think they all have a very broad spectrum of energy yeah. and you almost don't I personally haven't been reading reversals as much lately because like if they wanted to give me a certain type of message they would just show me a different card I think right yeah but every once in a while I pull it and I'm like yeah it's reversed
1: (laughs) yeah like what (laughs) yeah like I'm notorious for my shitty card pulls sometimes on my Instagram live it's fun (laughs) and I definitely give a heavy disclaimer before I start pulling people cards and it's it's shitty because like I don't know all the meanings to all the cards all the time but I can facilitate the divination part Mm -hmm. it's gonna be accurate but it's like I don't know what here you go here's the information I'm not gonna be able to decipher it which I think in is what makes a, a, a tarot card reader a talent it's the talent of it that's the that's the magic of someone that knows what they're doing <laughs> so the other day but i'll pull some janky shit like i pull somebody i was shuffling for somebody and the fucking tower flipped over and i was like oh well i'm gonna put that back and i was like that was the tower we're gonna pick another one and then i like picked a fucking another
0: one not today not I'm on like, this I'll show do, I'll, do I'll do shit like that but It's,
1: yeah, it's amusing to me. Tarot is so fun.
0: One of my favorite things about the tarot is that you don't necessarily need to be versed in the meanings of the cards in order to utilize them as a tool of divination. Because when you, like, boil them down, the tarot is a library of archetypes and human experiences. And if you are a human having an experience you can flip over the card and feel something from the image that you're looking at
1: mm-hmm. the artwork or mm-hmm. whatever the the artist has imbued upon the card mm-hmm. and that's what I not to be like shameless plug but when I was designing my deck which is called the Sirens of Song Tarot deck okay shameless plug is happening <laughs> um, Lady Moon Co thank you for sponsoring this podcast it's me it's like our only sponsor the other than you are. Um, yeah, but on it, when I was designing it, I was like, I want to do a musical deck because you can, I'm very wordy. Mm -hmm. I love music. I'm a musician at heart and I wanted the lyrics around the border of the card so that it helps those of us who aren't as well-versed in the means to feel confident in our pull Mm -hmm. and to connect with it if they know the song, you know, you know, the vibe of the song. Like I, I picked mm-hmm. a song for every card for a reason, my interpretation of the card mm-hmm. that I did research on while I was, you know, and I think I even asked you a few times, does this work for this <laughs> card? Cause some of the cards are tricky. Mm-hmm. There's some, are there any cards that you're just like, I get weirded out by this card for some reason, or the meaning is so like, like I forgot for me, it was like the, I think it was the qu- the difference of the queens and the king. It was the kings mm. for me. I think it was like, okay, you're strong and empowered, and you're also strong and empowered. Like what? What are your leader? Like
0: what are the you know like the nuanced yes. differences
1: between the suits of the kings? Most and stuff people like that? struggle the with the court cards. Right, right. Most
0: people struggle with the court cards because like, are they people? Are they energies? And they're also super. Binary. They're incredibly yeah. gendered if you're using a traditional tarot deck. And so I think we can get kind of turned off and caught up in the imagery and the language that's associated with it. And I think that's what's cool about so many indie creators making new decks like the Sirens of Song and so many others is that we're able to break past these binaries and create new language or new imagery or in your case, song lyrics so that things that might have held us up before um, open us up to the tarot more. Yeah. The court cards always confuse people.
1: Okay. It's not just me. Mm -mm,
0: It's not just you. I did a class last year called Courting. (laughs) And (laughs) if you become a Moonshadows member, you can visit spiritgardentarot.com. Our other sponsor. You'll have access to Courting, which is a three-part workshop that digs into gender constructs and the court cards and the difference between the page the knight the queen the Mm -hmm. king and when people are trying to sort through the court I usually recommend like start with the element so cups is water so if it's a page it's a message about emotions Mm -hmm. if it's the king it's Outward expression Mm -hmm. of emotions. If it's the queen, it's inward reflection Mm. of emotions. If it's the knight, it's pursuit of connection. Like we had earlier. Yeah. Right. I think a card that used to always hold me up was the emperor because... I have a complicated relationship with authority mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like dad shit. Let's be honest. I love him. Bless him. But like I had some dad shit and every time I saw the emperor, I was like, literally yuck. Get that <laughs> the fuck away from me. The empire, like I am an anti-imperialist radical witch bitch. I don't want anything to do with this card. Get it away from me. Right. And realize reframing I should say reframing the emperor as the grounding foundations from which we are able to build our dreams upon preparation preparation discipline was really helpful for Mm -hmm. me um tilling the soil so that you can grow something sustainable like that's the emperor energy divine order the rings of our solar system is emperor energy the rings inside of a tree is emperor energy the way we take up space in the world Mm -hmm. is emperor energy so that kind of helped me connect a little bit deeper with the emperor what about you
1: it's like the court cards and then um temperance and justice
0: yeah yes yeah i fucking love temperance because temperance is the alchemist temperance has one foot in the water and one foot on the land Mm. and they are pausing so that they may spend some time adjusting the balance of their concoction of their recipe Mm. adding a little bit more taking a little bit away until they're able to come to whatever it is they need in the moment I love temperance and justice. Justice, I agree, is a toughie because justice can be so many different things. It could be the pursuit of justice. I find that like justice often speaks to karmic rebalancing, kind of like, okay, I'm going to get nerdy. Get nerdy. The force, right? Oh, I was
1: just going to reference when you said the emperor, I was about to be like, like Emperor Palpatine, (laughs) but then I said it inside my head and I didn't say it because I was like, I don't want to be a Star Wars nerd, but I love Star Wars. We're
0: going to Star Wars and like how the force exists not to bring good or to destroy evil, but to create divine balance. Mm -hmm. right to create divine balance Mm -hmm. and there's a really fucking fabulous tiktok of um freddie prince jr talking about the force bringing balance and i highly recommend that you search for it maybe we can put it in the show notes he's a nerd he's an
1: but In he sums it up way.
0: perfectly, and I really think that that is usually what justice has to do with: is where is balance being brought to this situation, to this relationship, to whatever it is that you're reading about, and the understanding that, again, it's not necessarily about good or evil because that even that is binary. It's about restoring the balance of the universe, of the cosmos, of equaling things out on the karmic scales, however that needs to happen. In constant flux. Mm, In constant flux. That's very
1: mercurial. That's very Mm -hmm. blessed Hermes. And even- That is so trickster.
0: Temperance (laughs) is very much like that. It's the balancing of things. Except temperance, I feel, is more internal. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's
1: very interesting it's my who's my my justice is Alanis Morissette I
0: love that and then the temperance (laughs) is
1: Aaliyah I need a result we need a resolution Mm. such a good song yeah um I want to test your theory I would like to pull a card and see if I can sort of use your method of leading with the element um -hmm. I just want to I just want to try it why not right let's do it I'm gonna shuffle. General, general, read. Let's see. Queen of Swords, and I got a court card. Okay, <laughs> Swords is fire,
0: right? Mm-mm. Swords
1: no, is air. oh, Swords is air. I thought Wands was air. Mm-hmm.
0: Wands. Okay, that's Wait. something that's also debated. Oh, okay. Some people s- switch them. I personally oh, okay. read swords as air and communication. There's uh, lots of butterflies, yeah. birds. It's your thoughts. It's your mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. And wands is like creation. Like it, okay,
1: okay, fire and fire. Mm-hmm. Let's make okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I think of wands, I think oh, it's floating, it's airy, it's the- oh, and then a you're sword is like, like
0: magical. Literally, <laughs> i thinking like yeah, I'm
1: thinking like ooh. But you know what? I also just like the the
0: imagery of wands. You should trust what you. feel feel okay. when
1: you're reading tarot
0: all right <laughs> you're like now I, I don't like, know, I don't what know. I feel.
1: <laughs> swords is fire to me right now okay so the queen so okay so fire there's a fire inside it's the queen so the queen is inward like you mm-hmm. said so maybe and the song is i'm every woman it's all in me so maybe there's there's power inside that can be let out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that is sort of needs to be turned outward and it's inward. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the question or that's the conundrum.
0: Look, I just read tarot. I fully agree with that because the Queen of Swords and if you like go back to old school tarot books, like... Everybody shits on the Queen of Swords. She's a fucking bitch. Yes, bitch. Exactly. But really, is she a bitch? Maybe Meredith Brooks' bitch should have been that song. I'm a bitch. One time, my little sister started belting that out during the quiet part of mass at church. And it was hilarious. They were like (laughs) five. My mom was like, oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. But, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. Oh, my God. But the Queen of Swords is often attributed to somebody who's like harsh and hard. Oh, I didn't know that. In my interpretation of the Queen of Swords, they are somebody who's not afraid to say what they mean. That's weird. They're someone who's not afraid to assert boundaries when I think of the Queen of Swords, did anybody watch... Like, the audience is here. I'll be the audience. Yeah. <laughs> the the Beyoncé documentary and, like, her Virgo energy and the way that she is so diligent about directing every single person around her mm-hmm. so that she can ultimately create the vision that she desires, which creation is fire. But that direction... And the seriousness in her direction, like, that is queen of swords to me. Like, I am not mm, yeah. afraid to tell you what's yeah. going on in here so that it may be realized around me. And I think that's historically misread is like, you're a fucking That bitch. is so
1: weird that I pulled that card because I feel like I have a lot of that energy. You
0: do in a good way. In a, thank you in a yes. good way. I'm also struggling with some parts that are not so good sometimes. okay that's the tarot it's it's It's, the
1: boundary thing is a little harsh but that i think that's the yeah that's a nice reminder
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because i'm hard on myself and uh have a lot of walls up
0: and i also like the song that you picked for this card i'm every woman it's yeah it's like confident yes And like the queen of swords again gets Teared down so much and I I love that this Is like an expression Of confidence it is all in Me and I am not afraid to express It out loud to literally sing It out loud so that You hear me and hear what I have to say That is nice Mm -hmm. that's weird
1: Well there okay that was a nice little Exercise in Intuitive
0: tarot reading Intuitive Tarot
1: reading for Mm -hmm. a non tarot professional Absolutely guided by A tarot professional
0: That's cool. And I think what's cool about the tarot is like you don't have to have any sort of formal education in order for it to be of service to you. There's so many websites that offer like certification. And I mean, I'm a tarot teacher. I take money from people to teach them how to read. So I'm not shitting on like learning from a teacher. But Mm -hmm. you don't need to be certified
1: to read tarot
0: for yourself. Yeah, there's
1: no cosmic title that's going to
0: doesn't make you more qualified
1: no and that's what i love about divination Mm -hmm. it's for everyone it is the most accessible shit ever Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways Mm -hmm. to to tap into that it's you can get creative with it Mm -hmm. not just the tarot there's there's traditionally like reading tea leaves reading
0: coffee palms like yes
1: there's reading the
0: flames yes
1: reading fire reading water scrying Mm -hmm. smoke scrying is like my favorite thing to do Mm. it's it there's just so many different that you could you could i could take that wrapper on that candy i could take it off scrunch it up throw on the fucking floor and then find something
0: in it a baba once told me a good espiritista can read ice cubes melting in a glass yeah It's true. You can divine from anything if you decide that you want to or you need to. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite tools personally is the pendulum. Mm. I'm obsessed with the pendulum and yes or no divination. Right. Because it seems really simple, but you can build your answers one on top of the other. Like how? Tell. Okay. So like I actually learned this when I was researching for a pendulum class that I taught. And I was inspired by this ancient Chinese divination modality, which involved tortoise shells. Mm. Um, But the way that they would document each question and create a new question based upon their previous answer was how I learned how to do this. And so say I'm trying to figure out if I should say yes to a new job. So I'll ask the pendulum. Is this new job in alignment with my desires? Yes or no. Will this new job pay me what I deserve to be paid? Yes or no. Will this new job be an environment that I'm comfortable in? Yes or no. Will this new job afford me new opportunities? Yes or no. Will I stay there long? Yes or no. Like you can get so much juicy, good, hard, like factual information. Oh, you mean like layering
1: on the questions Mm -hmm. of the the same? Yes, all
0: about the same subject. And you can get all of this info just through yes or no divination, which is awesome if you struggle with things like tarot you can still get like detailed info
1: you can that's
0: flipping a coin that's Mm -hmm.
1: divination
0: i use the magic eight ball
1: magic eight balls yes like Mm -hmm. the um the little paper i'm doing a thing that if you're listening you can't see but the fortune the fortune that are they called fortune tellers those things we call them cootie catchers cootie, yeah they're cootie catchers like those things that you've okay for those of you that are younger you may not know mash was divination
0: mash was divination mash was fucking witchcraft Schoolyard,
1: divination holy shit that was witchcraft <laughs> that was okay for those of you who don't know what mash is it might be hard to explain but i'm gonna try so you'd write mash mm-hmm and then you would write, let me see if I even remember, and then you'd write like the who you're going to marry, yeah. be like names, numbers of kids, where you're going to live, and you'd make a like a list of four or five of these things, and then you would um, start tallying uh, scratch marks on a paper, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to scratch, 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 and you would say stop, stop. and I'd be like, okay, and there's five. Okay, so we're going to go one, two, three, four, five, and then cross off a name. One, two, three, four, five. Cross- and just go down the list and cross off until there's one left. And that's... It was like mansion, mansion apartment, apartment, shack, shack, or, shack house. or house. That's what MASH stands yeah. for. So you would find out that you'd marry Taylor and you'd live in a mansion with 16 kids. Yes, and what Corvette, your job was. And, and you'd be a nurse. Yes.
0: I wonder what my... <laughs> Most recent mash. I wonder what the like last mash I ever did was about. We should do mash, (laughs) how accurate it was.
1: We should do mash and then put it on the page as a patron. That would be really
0: fun. We should offer that to the patrons like a mash, mash
1: divination, yeah, like
0: live. We're gonna add that. We're gonna do that.
1: (laughs) Mike, Mike,
0: write it down, do it. I've been teaching my kids how to make the cootie catchers lately, and it's been really fun because of the things that they write inside. They're fucking hilarious. Oh, God, <laughs> that's important. These are these You're are going to make that... me some lunch. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I'm going to
1: go to bed late today. <laughs> like these are. This sounds stupid, but these are things that little witches like gravitated to mm-hmm. because we didn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, did you ever play with? Ouija boards. Do you have comments on Ouija boards? I have a lot of comments. I would Ouija like boards. to know what you think about them. I was I was gonna
0: So I personally do not fuck with Ouija.
1: Sames. But well, why don't we?
0: Well, I find that for whatever reason, Ouija boards tend to be very heavily favored by earthbound, low vibrational, and trickster. Entities.
1: I have a reason for that. I think it's because they're popular. Mm-hmm. The story surrounding them and the experience surrounding them probably attract low vibrational shit because they know it's worked in the past for the others. And it's
0: fucking kids that it's marketed to. And it's kids, a kids game. no spiritual protection. No. No. It's fucked yeah. up. What is it? Shooting ducks in a barrel. Ducks in a barrel. That's what Ouija board is like. And then people put them up all over their fucking houses. Okay. Have mercy. Okay. I cannot. <laughs> I've, I I cannot either. I've okay.
1: I love Do you have a story. No, but I just see it so much. Like I don't want to shit on like the spooky community as a whole. But, but
0: why are you doing that? Why? Why? It's aesthetic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not they're non-practicing and it's just guess, they like Ouija right. boards and they're collector you can collect things and that's cool. I think that's why it's just that's a
0: lot. I was gifted a Ouija board once. All over um, the house. All over your house, all over your walls.
1: I literally saw that last week. Somebody had, you know, this like, look at my spooky aesthetics. It's
0: TikTok of about- I think
1: it's probably the same one. Like, and I was like, Oh Swipe. fuck. That's not for me might be for some people as not.
0: I guess some people not aren't something... as psychically sensitive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe. It's just. Uh,
0: I, mm, it's a hard pass. It's a hard. It's a hard it's pass for me. It's a hard for pass me. for us. I find that spirit boards are just kind of dangerous. They're too open. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't like it. And well, I've never yeah. had a positive experience with them. I've touched uh, yeah. so many other types of divination tools, and I do have a Ouija story. Oh, um, okay. I was gifted a Ouija board by a tattoo artist I had a crush on.
1: As one does.
0: <laughs> I brought What's it my home. catchphrase now. <laughs> I brought it home and put it in my closet. I was living alone at the time in Koreatown. And when I would get home from work, it would be on my bed and I never used it. I didn't open the box. It was a vintage one from the 70s in the old like Mm. Mattel or Hasbro Box, which like it's just so predatory i hate that these are marketed to kids i want to know the history of
1: like how that even came to me too. be. me we, too we don't have that information for you unfortunately today but maybe another we episode might have to, yeah
0: i do a blog post on patreon yeah. about it or something yeah. a because little extra info it would be on my bed every. Time I came back and I did research about it, and they're like, Don't throw it away, don't throw it in the trash. So I ended up donating it to Goodwill because I didn't want to throw it away. <laughs> I was I
1: afraid. Mean, yeah, I would be afraid to sort of like.
0: Because what if it came back?
1: And, because that's happened to people before where it's like, I destroyed it and then it was there. Mm-hmm. It's got some, I think it's, and I do think that the zeitgeist of a culture can impact spiritual practice Mm. in that we're powerful and there's there's we talked about the i didn't mention this last episode about ghosts but i mean in in the paranormal investigative culture there have been instances where and again on that damn show kindred spirits it's so Mm -hmm. good they did this experiment where they made up a ghost talked about it Mm -hmm. we were gave it a backstory Mm -hmm. and then basically hunted their own ghost and got evidence of the exact things that they made up so it's like Mm
0: -hmm. there was a
1: there was a haunting that was sort of being perpetuated by people talking about it all the time and it's like do we create these things and there's a name for it and I cannot remember that type of haunting Mm -hmm. but I think that's sort of what's happening with Ouija boards I think it's like it's such a thing yes such an iconic means for like evil or whatever you know like bad things happening Mm -hmm. that it's it's truly become that.
0: Part of me wonders it's if it's also because like, you know, it's treated as a game, as like a party game, as like a trick. And so there isn't any foundational practice that goes into using Ouija boards most of the time. Like where
1: the fuck did it even come from like who's
0: touching the planchet? how many different people are touching it what are they bringing with them to the table
1: yeah I don't know the the mix of just non-informed energy because it's normally it's just normal people that aren't witches or right occultists you know like it's just like whatever and that i mean if you don't know what you don't know can hurt you yes if you're messing with spirits and that's why people are afraid of them Mm -hmm. and i've heard a lot of ghost stories about that in the podcast i listened to a lot of just like the ouija board thing and like i forgot we forgot to say goodbye at the end because people like you're supposed to say goodbye
0: close your circle
1: and it can be a simple goodbye with Mm -hmm. intent but People don't remember to do that shit if they're not mindful and they're playing a game and they're drunk or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know. Or that also, inebriation. Like it's a party. What are what's at parties? Mm -hmm. Spirits. Spirits. What are with spirits? Spirits. Mm -hmm. So it's that's another episode we should do too. I know the spirits of spirits. The spirits of spirits. (laughs) Write that down, babe. Thank you. He's not writing. I know he's not. He's like fucking hate you. Fine. But truly, that's—I think that's why, Mm -hmm. because we're not just little balls of light here. We're fucking powerful, and we
0: are. We're complex. We carry lots of things, and I think you like really hit something about like alcohol and Ouija and the party element is what kind of makes it a little bit murky. Murky. (laughs) It's a little murky, and you know. I just don't want to fuck with it. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't do it. It's not, it's not for me. I'm even personally like, I won't touch a pendulum board because it looks too much like a Ouija board. I'm not saying I've never seen a pendulum board. There's some really cool ones on Etsy. I'm not going to lie with like cool (laughs) shit, like burned wood, like really fucking cool shit. It's a similar similar
1: situation. It's a similar
0: situation. The ones that say yes, no, maybe don't make me as uncomfortable, but they make pendulum boards with like, the full alphabet and right i don't know what it is about the alphabet that just things get weird yeah
1: they do mm-hmm. i don't have any urge to mess with them yeah. i although there i'm debating i'm going to salem in october and there is a spirit board museum yeah i'm like very tempted to go and see that but i'm a little weary yeah. honestly but i'm a little like yeah, hell yeah, let's go to the satanic temple. I am down. That I can handle. I'm going to sit on Baphomet's lap. Not afraid. Fuck yeah, with my ooh, mom. That'd absolutely. be an epic photo for my <laughs> for my wall. But I don't know if I want to go to the spirit board museum. There's also something very alluring about them that mm-hmm. kind of creeps me out where I'm
0: like, ooh. Why are you trying to it's suck me so...
1: in? And I, it's funny because I have a little magnet that I designed that's like that's like a, a jokey version of the, of the planchette the, it's a planchette yeah. and it says do the dishes yes no and then it's like <laughs> this cute little like so I, I mean it's it's cute it and is cute. it's fun but it's like do I want I have a planchette croc charm that I made you know and it's fun yeah. and but it's
0: but a real one I don't know I don't know I was invited to do um readings at a museum that's local and when I did a google and saw the photos of like yeah the ouija boards all over the wall I was like I literally can't walk I can't walk in there I can't walk in there and yeah. I mean maybe it's just because I don't know maybe our ancestral yeah. origins just don't jive with whatever is mm happening happening there but to me I think you're right about the cultural zeitgeist too like the way we it's, can create energy around but like that exists for a reason like the cultural zeitgeist around it exists for a reason I don't know it
1: does and I it don't know that, I don't have the answers to that mm-hmm. but it does and also I think you just you know some you drive with some things you don't with others and mm-hmm. that's and that's okay but as an actual practicing witch, this is my spirituality, this is my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm more aware of things like that. And Me it's too. not just, I really like Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Ouija boards on my wall. Like, that's not my story Mm-mm. and my experience. So we have to be, we're just naturally more mindful of that shit. Because for mm-hmm. us, that that needs to come into account. <laughs> that's yeah. how we live our lives. So Exactly. Yeah no (laughs) but divination as a whole is very accessible Mm -hmm. and open for so many interpretations that i think are more valuable than like say a ouija board because you're putting your own creative into it so Mm -hmm. there's nothing to really you can protect yourself more when you create something yourself Mm -hmm. whoa (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of the way that i do magic and use my discernment we haven't said that in a while
0: Mm, i was thinking about it i was too (laughs) i was like i want to say discernment
1: (laughs) but i'm not gonna but then i did
0: Mm.
1: my thoughts always have a way of coming out of my mouth
0: (laughs) queen of swords
1: Uh, that's so weird let me think of more tarot things to ask you because you're an expert
0: I will say that like on the note of discernment, like divination is an excellent way to develop your discernment. Not just with
1: like protection, but mm -hmm.
0: like yes or no divination. Should I use my crock pot or my instant pot to make dinner tonight? Yes or no. Little questions like that can help you develop an understanding of the feeling you get when something's a yes and when something's a no and then you start to recognize that in yourself when you're away from your tools as well
1: mm-hmm. and i feel like that strengthens your intuition because i feel like intuition and discernment aren't the exact same thing but they're very they're like they live in the same neighborhood little, they live next door to each other <laughs> and they've i think there are instances where your intuition might be telling you something but then like discernment is saying something else or that there's mm-hmm. something that stops you because discernment can protect other people too and and discernment it can, can be a socio thing yeah like mm-hmm. it could be like i don't know <laughs> just you know
0: yeah like intuition tells you there's something up and discernment helps you understand how, what that yeah. means
1: and what that means and how you can deal with and it what in a next. practical way
0: yes
1: because you, we can't just be like doing whatever the fuck we want mm-hmm. all the time that's
0: chaos <laughs> how fun. there has to be some sort of divine emperor order to things right well and that's like when the hierophant comes into play because the hierophant is the one who teaches us how to have discipline in our spiritual practices how to have discipline when engaging with spiritual tools spiritual modalities I think that that's something that's really lost when we think of Ouija as well because you just open the box and you start doing the thing. And something that I've learned about being a diviner is that I need to psychically prepare myself to cleanse, to ground, to protect myself before I open this gate because divination really is a gate that you're opening to Mm -hmm. the entire realm of spirits. Mm And working with the Hierophant helps you to understand how to have some sort of structure in your divination practice so that you're not just channeling anyone and anything because as, as a tarot teacher and as a mentor, I've had many clients who have jumped headfirst into divination, which is not unusual. Like we all have to start somewhere. Yeah, you got
1: to figure it out somehow.
0: Without any understanding of Psychic and spiritual boundaries, spiritual protection, and they get themselves into a mess. They end up having earthbound or low vibrational entities attached to them, telling them things that started out pretty normal and turned scary quickly. I've had multiple clients have this happen Mm. through spirit boards and even the pendulum on occasion, but usually it happens with the spirit board more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Recently I had a client who made one on a piece of like lined paper mm-hmm. and was using their pendulum over the lined paper, thinking they were talking to an ancestor and then some like fucked up shit started coming out oh. and I was like, my shit. <laughs> burn <laughs> wow. that piece of paper immediately. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: That, and you know, when you're talking about that, what's, having, not having a foundation and not having something to draw from. Like we talked about this before, but something that helps with that is connecting with your ancestral roots
0: mm-hmm.
1: and backing that up. And it's such a solid way to do that, especially if you have that information, like start there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like what you want to, do you want to be a, like, I, we get asked all the time, how do you start being a witch? Like I, and I always would say well, go outside and you know, listen and like be with, be with yourself and listen mm. to nature and what nature has to offer you or whatever. But I'd also add to that, search your ancestry. Who
0: do you come from? Who do and you how come how did from? they divine?
1: That is such an important thing. And, and we've talked about this this whole season and it's just like a huge deal. And that's something that everyone has, no matter what, mm. if you're alive on this earth, like you said before, we have a lineage. Mm-hmm. Some of it is harder to find than others, but get creative and like really deep dig into that and get that protection so you can do the divination and do the things with more confidence. Mm -hmm.
0: So you feel like you know who you're dialing on the spirit phone before you start engaging Mm -hmm. with these tools because I think that sometimes folks see things like pendulums and spirit boards and tarot cards and see it just as like, I don't know stuff and they don't realize that it's their their portals right there are 78 portals in my hand that connect me to the realm of spirit which is vast and eternal and if you don't have any sort of grounding whether it's in land or ancestry in discipline then you are opening up the door to communicate with anything Mm -hmm. and anyone. And it certainly happens more frequently with tools like Ouija, but it can happen with your tarot cards too. It can happen with automatic Mm. writing. Mm. Like it can happen in any way. And that's why when folks ask me, like, how do I start practicing divination? How do I start being a psychic and medium? I always say like, learn how to ground, cleanse and protect. Mm-hmm. and they're always like that's not the fun stuff I'm like, well I but it'll save your life
1: <laughs> it makes you that's the one of the first things I ever learned I love from cleansing my fucking old witchcraft books from the 90s mm-hmm. and they have their flaws but God bless them for having that for existing you know? seriously God bless them for existing and for get, saying to protect yourself yes. my God I mean that's it's so it's so important hmm And it's actually very fun. The way that I've always done it since I was a kid Mm -hmm. was I do a visual circle around myself Mm. and in the, this, I don't remember what book it was. It was some whack ass book, but it had a really good exercise for, for, um, conjuring a protective circle. Mm. It was to visualize something like in your mind's eye. Surrounding you. And for me, it was a fairy that would fly up and then like open her chest and her wings would expand around me mm. in like this sparkly 10-year-old goodness. And that's what I picture to this day. Isn't that so cool?
0: I'm obsessed.
1: Isn't that so neat? Like it's just so like
0: pretty.
1: Isn't that so pretty and cute? And baby Laura. Mm. I know, right? So yeah, and we can do a whole fucking episode on how to protect yourself. We probably should, mm-hmm. and we will. But point being, there's there's a lot of creative things to do with that, too,
0: that are fun. I think, yes, psychic and I spiritual protection really cool. is really fun. And it feels nice. And it feels amazing. Yeah, And it also ensures that the channel that you have is clear so that you are interpreting the messages that are really meant – for you so that you have the best chance of understanding the information that comes through right something I think that's important to remember is that when we're divining we are interpreting that information through the lens of our personal experience through our understandings and cleansing can help release biases misunderstandings misaligned beliefs so that when the information is coming through it's it's what we actually need Mm -hmm. and not ways that we've twisted it into something else
1: yeah like pre like predisposed thoughts mm-hmm. if you go like yeah that's it's a way to prepare you for what you're about to do because a lot of the time i'll have stuff on my mind and then i'll like do my my movement practice or whatever and i'm like oh yes like i'm ready i did one this morning and i feel like really good right now mm-hmm. i don't know and i'd be i was able to come into these like episodes with a clearer, so what we're doing currently, I feel is like divinative and witchy as fuck. Like, in the moment of recording, like, we have an incantation, we've prepared ourselves, we've lit our power, a little power sources, mm-hmm. our focus, and like, that's magic.
0: There's ceremony and this is ritual. Ceremon- this is ritual. This is our discipline.
1: Literally. Mm-hmm. So, I'm all tingly like it's just it's such a so even things like this that you'd maybe like oh they didn't actually they don't do that like they mm-hmm. just go on and record like nope it can just be for the the littlest shit like a job interview or like you're just going to target you know like I don't know
0: it's just important It's helpful in your everyday life in your everyday life mm-hmm.
1: I have a question for yes you. do you have a favorite tarot card
0: oh, all of them I love the lovers card. Okay, it's tattooed on my arm. Oh, let me
1: see. Oh, cute. Mm
0: -hmm. Their faces are. It's reversed
1: to me. For you, it's reversed. (laughs) I know. I love that it's facing you. The artist
0: was like, "Well, which way does it go?" And I was like, "It's facing me." It's from your perspective. (laughs) From my perspective, I'm the
1: reader. It's for me. It's the tattoo conundrum. Which Mm -hmm. way does this thing face? Always.
0: I love the lovers for a few different reasons. One, I'm a Gemini. I don't know if you know. Oh,
1: I'm also a Gemini. I don't know if you knew that. But we
0: love to talk about it and I mentioned it in a minute. The lovers card is the card associated with Gemini. The angel in the card is considered to be possibly Mercury. It could also be Raphael or Gabriel depending on the text that you're reading from. All of the
1: Ninja Turtles.
0: All of the Ninja Turtles are present. All Donatello. It's
1: (laughs) Michelangelo.
0: And the scene is like Eden. It's like the Garden of Eden. You have a femme. You have a masculine figure with this angel above them. They're in a garden. They're naked. And there are so many different ways to interpret this card. One, it could be a sign, yes, of like love, romantic connection, sex, sensuality, for sure, but sure. is also a card, it's the card that introduces healing in the tarot and the message of healing is that we can't always do it alone. Hmm. We need to be in the presence of another either to witness us or to facilitate the healing practice. And we also need to be in the presence of spirit, Mm. of the divine. And if you're into the watchers, which are like the fallen angels, um, you learn that the angels are the ones who taught the daughters of man how to heal with the herbs, how to... Oh, really? Practice divination, how to read the stars. And Raphael is an angel that's associated with healing, physical healing, mental healing, spiritual healing. So this card is really beautiful to me because it it reminds me that like we're not meant to do all of this on our own. And to hold yourself to the standard of thinking that you can accomplish everything, that you can heal everything by yourself, like you're not giving yourself a fair chance. It's okay to need someone. It's okay to need help. Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally part of the human experience to need help when it comes to healing. Wow, I
1: know. So were the yeah. watchers like, cause I don't know anything about the Bible. I was raised agnostic. Mm-hmm. I'm a blank slate, baby. Um, So I just literally fucking don't know very much Mm -hmm. about the Bible. Were the Watchers like bad in the the eyes of like the Bible? Are they bad or good? The
0: Watchers are the ones who rebelled against God. So they're bad. um, Bad in the the
1: context of Christianity. I
0: think like in the context of Catholicism, they're like, that's not real. It doesn't exist. So that's a fairy tale. Okay. Okay. But they sound really cool. But they're really fucking cool. They're the fallen angels. They're the ones who chose to live amongst humanity, to take wives, to have daughters. And it is my personal belief that the descendants of these angels walk the earth right now. Tight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow,
1: that was very interesting. Who
0: wouldn't want to hang out with humans? Humans are beautiful. Humans were created in the image of divine. Humans get to experience pleasure. That is the blessing of the flesh. We were born to experience pleasure. Mm. This earth was made for love and for pleasure. Mm -hmm. I like that.
1: Mm -hmm. It's true. (laughs) A a card that comes up for me in... I've only had my tarot read a handful of times, maybe five. Four out of five times, and you're, you've are you been one of them. The High Priestess has come up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really, I really like the High Priestess
0: card. I love the High Priestess. Um, just really drawn to it. The High Priestess has so much delicious symbolism like the moon oh yeah the crown of the moon above her and the veil that she wears the veil that is draped behind her because Mm -hmm. she is the guardian of the veil the way she also has one foot in the water so she's connected to the collective unconscious Mm -hmm. to all that is all that ever was she's deeply psychic she's mystical and she's like this mother to all and also like that horned um moon you see that imagery in lots of goddesses artemis artemis
1: Hecate, right? The
0: Blessed Mother Mary stands on top of the moon, oh, right, yeah. or it's behind her always. Um, There's a lot of moon. Imagery. Isis as well, I believe, Isis, has the yeah. horns. Uh-huh. You see that imagery repeated. So, like the High Priestess is so delicious. I find that when she shows up in readings, it's often like an invitation to connect with whomever, like whichever dark mother follows you. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. It it feels very cool.
0: Yes,
1: <laughs> so that's kind of my card, I guess. Yeah, that's sort of my my favorite.
0: Card. You're like archetype card. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: funny because I'm always like, I want a face. I want a you know a major card.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like when I pull major. You do that too. Probably not because you have like <laughs> understanding of the whole. But if I get like a like a suit card, I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> boring. But if I get a major card, I'm like, yes, yatzee.
0: Yahtzee, bitch. Well, the minors are like.
1: Minor, yeah. That's what I was looking for.
0: The minors are like the (laughs) day-to-day ins and outs of being a human on Earth. You know, that's not always
1: fun. The major cards are fun. They're They're just obvious and beautiful. And the imagery Mm -hmm. is more interesting Mm -hmm. to me. Although the guy with the Baja Blast, that was the Five of Cups. So (laughs) funny.
0: The Five of Cups, the Baja Blast. He
1: dropped his Baja Blast on the floor. He's sad now. (gasps) That's pretty funny too. Mm.
0: I've always connected to the Empress.
1: Oh yeah, I like the Empress too. Mm-hmm. All the fem- the femme, like yeah. female like uh power cards.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The star.
1: Queen of swords, apparently. Queen of swords.
0: <laughs> like... I love the queen of swords. I love the queen of wands. Uh, I'm very into the queen of is wands. Which fire. Mm-hmm. She's very warm. Mm. She's very sensual. She's magnetic. Right. People are drawn right. to her. That's cool. Mm-hmm. The way they make fear the queen of swords, they're like enchanted by the queen of wands. Uh. Just because she's being herself. <laughs> delicious how great for her right <laughs> um speaking of delicious mm-hmm. do we have any spirit candy spirit, spirit candy. candy channeled messages from our spirit guides okay so this came from my guide lily who she she loves, lily. loves to talk um coffee talk she called this this is coffee talk Trust the light. Trust the light within you, the lights of the sky above you, before you trust the dazzling lights of the world around you. This place is full of false idols, mm. but it was built, created, and is still full of so much peace, magic, and love. Mm. We need not look to neon signs to discover our destiny. We do encourage you to look to the stars, to the sun, to the spirit, to the tongue of fire within each of us that leads us to our truths. When we find ourselves overwhelmed by the sights and sounds of the simulation, go within, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and allow us to guide you to the compass inside of you. For though you may lose your way, The compass within does not falter. The choice is ours to look and to follow and to find ourselves back on the path to our truth. Remember that you are never too lost for the divine to bring you back to what is yours, Mm. but you must be willing. You must consent to receive. Blessings cannot be forced upon you. The heart and the head must be open. Take some time today to clear away the cobwebs that may cast shadows over your light. Trust that the memories you carry of who you are, who you've always been, are true. That you are more than just this one incarnation. You are every incarnation that has ever enveloped your soul. It is possible that there is a shift now in the way that you communicate with spirit. Do not take this as a sign that they've left you. Just as the seasons change, the spirits change. Just as the seasons change, your ability to receive the messages change. Do you remember those old TVs with the antenna? How you could watch a channel with ease for days, then all of a sudden, white noise and broken picture. Then you stand adjusting the antenna while your parent watches the screen saying, a little to the left, no, not there, okay, maybe more right. The change in your reception is not a poor reflection of you. You haven't done anything wrong. It's natural. It's a cycle. The more you open, the more open you are to the fluidity in our communication, in your divination, the less frustrated you will be. Please continue to cultivate your trust in yourself, in your spirit look to the lights in the sky above you when it feels difficult reaching the light within we love you we hold you we show you the way wow i kept seeing tarot cards with each line i was really? like oh this is a temperance moment this is and yeah. like a that really a priestess hit
1: moment. me i feel like that was for me almost mm. or for me to hear yeah Wow, that was really, yeah, comforting.
0: I think that's important to know about our divination tools is that sometimes they'll work for you for a long time and one day they don't. And it's not that you're broken. It's that you're changing, you're growing, your gifts are shifting, and you just have to catch up. <laughs>
1: yeah, that it's like that and don't. the, the What did you say about... Yeah, you're never too lost for the spirits to help you.
0: You're never too lost. You're that was never like, too okay. lost.
1: Yeah, there, because sometimes I think as witches, there's a lot of, we hold a lot of responsibility for ourselves more than other religions, quite frankly, mm-hmm. because we are a power source. We are not giving up our power or dependent on mm-hmm. a nameless ball of light in the sky we are a ball of light Mm -hmm. and I think that weight I know it weighs me down sometimes and I think it's okay for and necessary to work with spirit and rely on spirit but also give back in a in a in a selfless Mm -hmm. way work with them to they're there to aid you they're there to guide you and it's it's wow it's there's a lot of trust that goes into that and if you're someone who has trust issues such as myself mm-hmm. that's okay for earthly things but letting that bleed into your spiritual practice it can bleed in mm-hmm. and it can cloud your your judgment and your discernment and that's what i got from that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and don't let it don't let it do that like there. The divine and spirits are there for you. They, they understand even when you're feeling like shit, they understand they're there to lift you up.
0: And they also understand like your trust issues. Yes. A lot of people struggle when they first start connecting with their guides to, to be comfortable with somebody actually sincerely wanting to help them.
1: Right. Yeah. It yeah. feels
0: fucking suspicious. But the thing about your benevolent guides is that they're just going to keep proving themselves to you Mm -hmm. and they don't mind doing it over and over again it's kind of like how little kids need to read the same book over and over and over again in order to really get it like Mm -hmm. we are the little kids Mm -hmm. and they don't mind taking the time to assure us as Mm -hmm. many times as they need to
1: yeah and that's Mm -hmm. why practices like divination are important Mm -hmm. it just strengthens you as a witch it strengthens you the connection with your guides and your discernment. It's like all the things, all Makes your you creativity. It
0: helps you be a better human. It <laughs> helps you be
1: a better human. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's. And even like I say this a lot, like even as long as I've been practicing, it's still hard. It's hard right now. Mm-hmm. But that's a very nice reminder. But there is, that's the thing that witchcraft always gave to me was that comfort and that mm-hmm. support. And I've always felt that no matter fucking what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets a little wonky when I'm at my, my lowest and I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. do my spirits even like me, you know? Mm-hmm. But and yeah. they're like, we're still here. Yeah, it's like, no, we're just chilling, <laughs> letting just you have tired. a minute.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, truly.
1: Truly. So mm-hmm. if you're struggling, of course, seek help. Seek, if you need medical help, seek medical help. If you need therapy, seek therapy. But also connect with your spirits.
0: Because they can also connect you with the other types of help that yeah, you need. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. it's sometimes Mm -hmm. that might be the solution you need and Mm -hmm. what you just read was such a good piece of advice Mm -hmm. so thank you lily
0: thank you lily that was
1: fucking rad we love lily (laughs) that blew my fucking mind
0: right now Lily. (laughs) lily's in the business of blowing minds (laughs) no for real that was
1: beautiful so
0: thank you lily's really cool she's in she's a revolutionary Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have some questions from the third eye line? I have a really
1: good question.
0: I'm going to read it. Let's see. What do I do after
1: food offerings are done? (laughs) That's a great question. What do you do with food offerings after they're done being used Mm -hmm. or utilized? Do you let them sit there? Do you eat Mm -hmm. them? What do you do?
0: well okay <laughs>
1: i've i've had it in, i've i've sort of been unsure and i've just used my discernment yeah. in the past i would discard them
0: yeah
1: after um there's been a few times i've been like this is still good <laughs> it's funny it doesn't feel right to eat it for me it's 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 sort of never been a concrete thing I've figured out. It's just sort of like I think I'm just gonna throw this away and and be like thank you, Boop. yeah, thank you, and then just kind of, you know, but there are are logistical things like ants and gnats and
0: absolutely. So what do you what do so, you do? It depends on the season for me like you mentioned ants right now it's summertime so it is high ant season which means I'm not leaving a ton of food offerings on the altar if I do it's usually like packaged goods or whole pieces of fruit if it is anything that is open like a meal I usually only leave that for meal time and then I'll dump it out um For fruit, whole fruit, I'll leave it for a couple of days. When I start to see that it's like withering up, then I'll toss it. I personally don't eat any of the food that I leave for my spirits because that's just not what I was taught in the tradition I grew up in. It's like eating food somebody's already chewed, which is fine if you're a baby bird, but I am not. Um, (laughs) I'm not a baby bird. I'm not a baby bird. I'm a Big bird. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a big bird. And I'm a mama bird. I'm a mommy bird. I chew the food I chew first. the fucking food. <laughs> oh, so it really just, it depends. During the winter when it's cold and I don't have to worry about ants, like that's when I leave the spread out. And that's also the season of the ancestors, winter, fall, when it starts to cool coincidence? off. Coincidence? Coincidence? They want all the nom-noms. I don't think it's a coincidence, <laughs> Because nothing is. It's when all magic. Do humans magic. have less
1: bugs? Winter and fall.
0: Exactly. So they're like, that's <laughs> when we'll roll in bake, and that's when I'm leaving. That's when I want to bake, and bake I'm leaving it. out cookies and sweets <laughs> and cakes. And lots of stuff. I highly recommend, like during the hot months, try leaving out dry grains, like dry beans, dry nuts, things an like that. Cup of quinoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. It's all like Your Mashika ancestors will appreciate an uncooked cup of quinoa. They love quinoa. Yeah. So like, um, like I I toss it personally. I do know that some people eat the food. It's not in my tradition. Again, look to your ancestry um i almost did (laughs) i've been tempted there was some godiva chocolate that i left for one of my spirits and i was like can i just have one and they were like no don't ask me that truly do not ask me that ever again yeah (laughs) yeah i yeah yeah i toss the food offerings it's just you don't want bugs in your house (laughs) <laughs> toss them outside if you need to here's a good question
1: how much food do you offer like a ah. human sized
0: plate of food because we don't want
1: to be wasteful I like hate throwing food away mm-hmm. but so, I also am gonna give them some food But
0: so when I'm sharing meals <laughs> so. I typically use a tea saucer
1: yeah and i'll still
0: like serve it i'll i played it beautifully okay sexy food only (laughs) an american girl Um, doll portion. it's exactly like that american girl doll portion that's what we're doing yes i put it on a little tiny plate and that's what i serve to the Mm -hmm. spirits. sometimes i'll do it in like a teacup even yeah um tiny Mm bowl that's what offering bowls are for i keep it small but also like how much space do you have on your altar and also like you get in the habit of giving them too much too often you are now committed to that forever yeah you can't
1: skimp on Mm -mm. it you can't skip on Your
0: it. spirits don't want you to go hungry. So if you're sharing your food and all you can share is a spoonful, they're like, "Fuck right. yeah, thank you for thinking of us." It doesn't have thank to be that spoonful.
1: American Girl dolls, a Samantha. A it Samantha- could be
0: Barbie size instead. It could be Barbie size. <laughs> Polly Pocket, even. Polly
1: Pocket, even.
0: <laughs> I love Polly. <laughs> I love Polly pockets Ooh, Laura made some really cool Polly Pocket pins. Are they sold out? Yes, they Sorry, are currently. Sorry, you can't have one. But hopefully
1: by the time this airs, they'll be back. But I did, I did make a Polly Pocket and she's in a little witch house. Do Japan. all witches
0: love Polly Pockets? Do we have that
1: in common? I, that was my hands down. My favorite toy growing up was Polly Pocket. I hands was
0: determined down. to enter my Polly Pocket collection in the LA County Fair.
1: I had so many. Me too. And now they're gone. Do you still have yours? Yeah, you want to
0: come over? Yes.
1: Honestly, I, I would I don't have play, them all, but I have a lot. I have one that I bought on fucking eBay.
0: I, I had so sit many. on eBay contemplating buying the ones that I don't have anymore all the time. Also, oh. mom, I love you, but you saved the wrong ones. <laughs> and mom, I love you, but you fucking got rid of them. Uh, God. Uh. Div-
1: divorce. <laughs> the trials of being a divorced child. Uh. Where did all my toys go? Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuck that. Thank you, Laura. Thank you.
0: And thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye line. Until Which is next our time.
1: Instagram DMs.
0: DM us, please. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh,
1: hello? Hello? Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at third eye bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash thirdeyebind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm, hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. and you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.